So, story came out yesterday, uh, an, an interview with David Grush, who is a, uh, uh, an Air Force guy with uh, significant intelligence clearance, um, part of the NGIA. Uh, he is somebody who is um, National Geospatial, um, uh, uh, National Geospatial Intelligence Agency, Intelligence Agency. But anyway, so uh, a guy that's got some credible credentials, whose credibility has been uh, vouched for by a number of people since this story began to broke, uh, break. This is not somebody who is necessarily easily dismissed. What am I talking about? Well, he came out uh, testifying to Congress about a program that has uh, been going on for decades uh, in the United States government, where there has been the collecting of uh, craft and even bodies of extraterrestrial origin. Now, this sounds crazy and sounds like one of these, oh, here we go, another UFO story. Um, now, let me say at this point, I don't believe that there are alien civilizations out there sending uh, UFOs, or as they're known nowadays, UAPs, heading our way to, you know, try to um, take over the world and all that kind of thing. I don't think that there really are um, spacemen out there, you know, um, all that kind of thing, intelligent life elsewhere in the universe. Um, and shockingly, part of my thinking behind that is because I would agree with people like Carl Sagan, who uh, at one point, uh, in acknowledging the high improbability of there being life even on this planet, but things were so perfectly um, you know, fine-tuned that we have life, but that same thing happening elsewhere is so statistically improbable as to make it a little hard to believe that there really is life out there somewhere. He was willing to admit the reality of that. Um, and of course, you know, when you think about, um, you know, the distances and the energy it would take to travel these distances, the speeds that you'd have to travel in order to, uh, in any, you know, reasonable, meaningful uh, period of time, um, it's just, it's impossible. You know, the distances are far too great and the propulsion it would take, again, the energy and the amount of uh, mass and energy it would take to ultimately uh, provide for that kind of energy is just mathematically beyond imagination. It's just crazy. So, um, hence, someone, another one like Jacques Vallée, who is uh, not only a scientist, but also a venture capitalist, uh, a uh, entrepreneur, but he at one point suggested the idea, uh, based on the idea, from what I remember, um, of these great distances and the high improbability of physically traveling these distances, he put forth the idea that um, the uh, that these entities are not really extraterrestrials from another planet, but rather are entities from another dimension. And so uh, I think that's a worthwhile thing to consider. And um, so that is something that uh, is another suggestion that probably, believe it or not, is a little closer to the truth than Jacques Vallée may have ever even realized. And so, um, matter of fact, on Sunday mornings, we're going through Ephesians and we're in chapter six, and we're talking about spiritual warfare and how the enemy, uh, who is not only Satan, but also those uh, who are uh, working for him, if you will, in the, both the spiritual realm and then ultimately finding expression in the physical realm with people who are under his influence. But the principalities and powers, the rulers of this present age and the present darkness uh, uh, that is really pervasive in the systems of this world, um, a, a, a UFO phenomenon is a very, very easy thing to understand from a strategic standpoint. Because the general theory goes in regard to explaining our existence or even giving meaning to our existence, 
the idea that there are aliens from other planets or other places that that are really the ones responsible for uh, creating us maybe seeding this planet so that life could begin and now they're beginning they've been sort of nurturing that all along and sort of staying at a distance but staying in touch in contact in a way and we see this uh, come up in uh, in you know in, in uh, like some of the various areas of the phenomenon like abductions and um, some of the more supernatural sorts of uh, really spiritual interactions that take place between uh, people who serve as channels for various entities like Seth or other uh, ancient uh, beings that claim to have taken responsibility for our existence on this planet. Well, they're trying to nurture us, to bring us to a place where one day there will be a, a point of communion where they can come back and truly bring us to the next paradigm shift in our evolutionary journey. And, and generally the theory of the alien thing sounds like that. That's basically what it tends to be some version of that. So that's a, that's a fascinating prospect um, to think about how we are, uh, you know, not alone in the universe and we have uh, possibly parents, if not at least brothers and sisters that are part of this universal family and, uh, and, and, and all that kind of thing. So I don't really believe any of that is true, that there are really beings out there that are extraterrestrial in origin, but I do believe that there is in fact uh, as I was already beginning to unfold, uh, pack the idea that Satan is about the business of deceiving people, um, you know, to in the very least, if they don't become openly worshiping him, at the very least, they are detracted and distracted away from following Jesus. And so, um, so this this UFO phenomenon and the the this revelation of um, this program, this ongoing program, uh, this highly classified program that that again, uh, David Grush is. Uh, testifying before Congress about, um, you know, that's that's kind of a significant thing. This this potentially makes him again the most credible modern, uh, you know, witness to this kind of thing. Uh, people like Bob Lazar in, in uh, from some years ago had had uh, believable testimony about their their own understanding of how this whole thing has been going on. But you know, in in some ways. Uh, in the modern era, because of the timing of this, the fact that over the last few years the United States government has uh, opened up agencies to further investigate UAPs. We did a, a little bit of a discussion on that, I think about a year ago. Um, it's, uh, it's a significant thing for us to pay attention to because at some point the timing will be right and society, both Western but really globally, will be much more ready to embrace the ideas of extraterrestrial beings um, making contact with us and even claiming responsibility for our existence and us being so enamored with that that we sort of just buy in hook, line, and sinker to these entities who are not in fact extraterrestrial, they're multidimensional, they're in fact demonic. Um, now of course the idea of the UFO phenomenon has always had connection to scripture. Uh, Eric Von Donegan in Chariots of the Gods would point, as I recall, would point to um, it was a long time ago I read that book. He was, um, but I, I remember him, I believe, talking about the connection to Ezekiel chapter one and, you know, these phenomenal visions that Ezekiel saw, this wheel inside of a wheel that Ezekiel describes, um, that would be, a, that was then ascribed to the idea of extraterrestrials and their their interaction with, with humanity in that. 
Uh, and of course, there's lots and lots of different uh, attempted connecting points between the UFOs and these entities and, uh, and scripture. And so many of them, uh, these accounts over time, have pointed to, uh, or if some, if for some reason, you know, quote unquote, always wanted to connect with Jesus. Somehow they either gave him things to say or gave him the power to do miracles, or there's always this attempt to connect uh, this phenomenon with the person of Christ and, and, and you know, the, the Judeo-Christian God and this kind of thing. Not that none of the other religions have a place in this, um, but there, it's it's interesting how so many of these try to directly connect with the person of Christ and, and make him somehow a, a connecting point to this kind of thing. Well, so, you know, not I mean, that's, that's a, for a believer, for a Bible-believing Christian to hear those things is offensive to us and like crazy and all that kind of thing. But if you think about it from a strategic standpoint, and remember, it's when Paul talks about the wiles of the enemy, he's talking about the strategies of the enemy. And so from a strategic standpoint, to find a supernatural seeming kind of way that um, that you can connect the UFO phenomenon with humanity and even its, its religions is a very, very clever way to uh, to make this a believable thing on a number of, you know, for, for, for lots of people around the world. So when these stories come out, uh, I think they're worth paying attention to if not for the content of the story specifically, because it, it, you know, it, it, we'll see what comes of, of the evidence for what uh, David Grush claims to have, you know, had access to. But really the impact that the story will have or won't have, you know, the story based on the way news cycles nowadays, you know, tends to come and go. It might be that, you know, the story never really gets any traction. It sort of pops up a little bit, then goes away. Or as more news outlets, which some news outlets like the Huffington Post and Yahoo News and uh, some other outlets are starting to pick up on the story, um, it may be that it does get some traction. And then it will be interesting to see if, uh, you know, what the reaction to it is. Uh, does this become an indicator of a bit of a move forward in regard to the opening up of the world to the UFO phenomenon and treating it more like it's a real thing? Um, you know, and not just a fringe sort of lunatic thing, but a, like this is legit and people in government start giving it credibility and do we move into that phase of things? And of course, you know, the idea of the uh, UFO phenomenon being the uh, explanation for our disappearance when the rapture happens, of course, is a very legit possibility as well. Again, I, I tend to hold the uh, the other view where the they'll just say it's the rapture and explain it. but. Um, anyway, there's of all the theories, the UFO theory is obviously a very popular uh, one and, and one that is widely embraced. And so this may lend itself to um, uh, to that. So uh, I just wanted to put that out there. I just found it fascinating. Thanks uh, again to my friend for sharing that article with me. And uh, I hope you'll take a minute to go ahead and watch the interviews and, and maybe look into it a little bit. Again, uh, it's not because I'm trying to promote the idea that there are aliens out there. I don't really believe there are. But, um, but I do think that this kind of thing will find a significance in the overall scope of how the end times unfolds. I do think the UFO phenomenon will play a part in uh, trying to explain some of the supernatural things that will take place in the days ahead. And so for that reason, I think as Christians, again, Bible-believing Christians, it's a good idea for us to be familiar with these things because we do want to be able to speak to these things from a biblical standpoint. 
Uh, for example, just being able to share that this could easily be a strategy of the wicked one. You're willing to believe in aliens from a faraway planet that somehow traveled light years to get here and could do it, uh, but you're not willing to believe in a God who created things and a Satan who seeks to undermine and deceive you. Uh, that seems a little bit un, um, seems a little bit unusual that you'd believe one and not the other. So it maybe opens the door to conversation. Um, so you know, as the world comes up with new and creative ways to not believe in Christ. I think it just is wise for us to pay some attention to it and be able to respond to it in a way beyond just saying, oh, that's crazy, because that's exactly what they think about us. So we want to have better answers than that when they ask. So that being said, there you go. Uh, again, I hope you'll take a minute to watch the, art, uh, the interview and, uh, and, uh, and uh, there you go. So Father, thank you for uh, the truth that is in Christ. We thank you that you have put our feet firmly on the rock that is Christ. We thank you that uh, he himself declared that your word is truth and he asked, uh, he asked you to sanctify us and set us apart by it. So help us to grow as students of your word, people who are people of the book, who are growing in our faith daily so that when new and creative ways to uh, that, uh, and ideas that people embrace uh, that turn them away from you come up, we will be able to always be ready to give an answer for the hope that is within us and to be able to share that, give reasons for that with gentleness and respect. And so uh, thank you, Lord, for helping to keep us uh, aware of what's going on. And, uh, and also, uh, when we look at these things, we're reminded that you know, these things tell us that we're getting closer and closer to the time when we'll see you. The world is ripe for the deception that the Antichrist is ultimately going to bring on behalf of Satan. So uh, help us to be ready and, and certainly about, about the, your work in uh, the days leading up to the time when you do, in fact, snatch us away. Whatever the explanation the world embraces, we're thankful that we will be there with you in the presence of, uh, of Christ and, and, uh, and just celebrating and worshiping uh, as you begin to wrap up your purposes and plans for mankind. So we love you and thank you for all of this, Father, and pray that you would just be with us in these days and help us to walk closely with you and, and certainly not to be ignorant of the schemes of the wicked one who seeks to steal, kill, and destroy and certainly deceive uh, along the way. So thank you, Father. We bless you. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen.